not feeling yourself, you said? No, I feel my life is very stagnant right now. I feel like there's not been much um, momentum or movement in anything. I just feel kind of like, I don't know. My life's been really boring the last month. And I've kind of fallen off with, like, the stuff I was doing that made me feel good. So that's probably part of it. Like, I've been watching a lot of TV lately. I, I hate watching TV. <laughs> I feel like it's so unproductive. But that's also another thing. Like, everything I do doesn't have to necessarily be productive. Which I have this notion of, like, oh, I'm, I must be working on self-development 24-7. Like, I have to journal and meditate and do yoga and go outside and, like, listen to podcasts 24-7 that I'm constantly bettering myself. So... I kind of took a break from yeah. that for the last two weeks. No, there's, there can be something very healing about that. Um, there's, uh, in the Buddhist tradition that I practice with and, and in, uh, involved with, um, there is a phrase that they use a lot. It's, aimlessness mm. aimlessness which I've um, I've learned to really appreciate because it's something that I recognize I need to uh, lean into more but it's 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 the allowing the mindset of non-doing of not being productive of um, not always feeling like you have to be working towards something yeah but just being where you are, doing what you're doing for no other reason than it's what you're doing and it's where you are and it's what you want. Like yeah. there's, there's deep beauty in that. I think, you know, our, we sometimes try to heal ourselves in the same, in the same system that has caused much of our uh, pain, yeah. both internally and then collectively. Like, you know, we, we live in such a capitalistic product, you know, productive, um, success-driven culture and society that that permeates. So even then when we're trying to do things that cut against that grain, we end up just kind of incorporating that mentality into what we're doing, and it becomes a uh, individualistic, uh, success-driven practice to heal the impacts of that very way of living. So um, I think that there is tremendous wisdom in allowing yourself to space for non-doing. Yeah, it just feels so lazy. <laughs> I think it's the right word. It feels lazy to me. I feel like I'm just a blob. Yeah. Well, but are we allowed to have lazy days? Yes, we are. But <laughs> there needs to be a balance, I think. 
100%. And, and I'm saying this not knowing where your balance is right now, but just knowing you over these years that you tend to push so hard in the doing that I'm confident to say if you took some time of non-doing, um, even if you're not fully balanced right now, even if like where you are now is not where you kind of want to be as a baseline, sometimes we have to go, like if we're too elevated, we have to go, we have to drop below the baseline to then come back up. Mm. So I think just giving yourself permission to, to to really lean into not always having to be doing and do and then practicing non-judgment yeah mm-hmm. I agree I've been trying to do that the last month like a lot of my energy I feel like is forcing and like grasping and pushing so I'm trying to release the control and like the desperation and the attachment, but it's hard because I don't trust the universe to support me whatsoever. So I think that's like mm. lacking the trust. What makes you not trust the universe? It's like, you know that And thing? I just, I say that because that sounds different than, than what you would normally say. Does it? It it feels like it. I I don't know if I've ever heard you say I don't trust the universe. Yeah, I've heard you feel like you don't understand the universe, or you don't. And it's okay. I'm not like I'm just. I'm. I I want to kind of explore where you are more because that feels like a different posture, um, and. And so kind of, you know, that, that, is that a heavy thing for you to kind of uh, space to be in of like, cause to me it, it would be the same. I know you, you like the, the word universal, though you're open to the word God. It's a similar type of like not trusting in God, not trusting that God's holding you, not trusting that the universe is holding you. That's a, um, that can be a frightening place. Yeah, it's scary. Oh, I'm getting emotional. It's the last few months. It's just been really hard because it's like I've been trying to move in a certain direction and everything is it's like I'm just banging my head into a wall and I, I just don't understand. So I guess the backstory is ever since I got back from Europe, like I've really wanted to travel back to Europe and I want to. I don't, it seems so freaking, I don't know, like irresponsible or impulsive or whatever, but it's, it's not impulsive. I know I can be impulsive, but I've been sitting with this for like the last four months and really diving into my why. And I I really want to travel back to Europe, like very badly. I want to spend a significant amount of time there, at least three to six months by myself, complete self-discovery trip, like just healing and so in July I decided okay I'm going to start applying to remote jobs because if I get a remote job then it will afford allow me like to travel and and not have to worry about 
clocking in and I could work remotely while I travel. So this was my whole big plan. <laughs> so I hired a job coach, spent $3,000 getting my resume professionally redone, my cover letter professionally written, like networking strategies and whatnot. And that was a really big investment for me. And I have applied to over at least 500 jobs, I kid you not, since July. And you would think like, oh, she's she's a PhD student with a master's degree, she's a director. I haven't got, I got one interview, actually. I got one interview out of 600 job applications, Michael. And it's like, that is triggering my rejection wound so badly. Because I'm just like, I apparently have nothing to give to the table. No one wants me. No one sees my worth. It's like this dream can't come true because I can't get a job and I can't get a job. So that means that I'm not good enough. And it's like, it's been eating away at me so badly on top of other things. But it's just, I feel like why, why is, why am I not allowed to be happy? Like what is going on that? You know, people are like, leap, and the net will appear. Well, I fucking leaped, and the net is not appearing. So I just, I don't understand. I'm confused and discouraged and yeah. frustrated. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, um, well, before, forget, not forget, I shouldn't say that. Before the leap and the net will appear piece is the, why are you not allowed to be happy? mindset the that's something to that if that is a belief of why am I not allowed to be happy uh, and I want I think the, the wording there is, is really important um, is to look deeply at that and, and to kind of hold that um, now, I assume when you say al- the, the allower is the universe, right? Is but um, but I think you have to kind of reframe that and to say why am I why am I not happy? You you might not be happy, but it, I, I don't think it's a, it's a allowing or not allowing. It's a matter of looking and saying, well, why am I not happy? And what is that telling us? Now, there's two parts to that. One is allowing that to give us insight into, well, what there might be things that are not in alignment right now that are causing me to not be happy. And it's not an either or. And the practice of being happy in the present moment and recognizing the conditions for happiness that exist. And I don't say that in like a glib dismissive way of like, just be happy in the present moment. And like (laughs) both of those things can, can be true. You can look deeply at the conditions that exist that are causing pain and also look deeply and recognize the conditions for happiness. The present moment has both. The present moment contains conditions for happiness and conditions for healing. So 
the pain part are the conditions for healing. The joy part are the conditions for joy and happiness. But it, but the present moment contains both. <clears throat> the the danger we run into is when we forget to look at the conditions for happiness. And instead of seeing the conditions for healing, we just see that, that we, we identify them as the conditions that are blocking us from being happy. Yeah. So we, we cloud our, our view of the present moment. So I want you to just look deeply to say, well, what are the conditions for happiness that exist here and now that I can remember? Yeah. And what are the conditions for healing that exist that I can that I can explore, right? Like because that might be, be I feel this deep calling to go to travel, and I'm not. So so maybe it's uh, practicing patience, and it's practicing acceptance, and it's practice. Like so, all right. So that's that's what where the conditions for healing exist. The conditions for for happiness you can then kind of, all right, let me hold them also. So, you know, whatever it is, all right, I have a job now, I'm going to school, I have a new cat, I have, all right, like I can, I can hold both. I can hold both. Um, so that, that becomes the, the work. I say it, Lauren, it's, it's really hard to do. You know, I, I, it's so much easier. <clears throat> It's so much easier for me to say it to you than for me to live it myself. <laughs> Not even, I know it's easier for me to say it than for you to live it. You know, it's, it's easier for me to say it to you than for me to practice it myself. So sometimes we say these things and, and you know, and, and I know that you probably have this experience too. We say it, um, we have to say it first. We have to remind ourselves of it you know because it's hard it's hard it's really hard and I keep trying to practice acceptance and patience but <laughs> it's hard when it's like very frustrating and that's why I decided to kind of lay off the job coach told me stop applying to jobs compulsively like it's your job you know it's just been it, it's been very overwhelming and exhausting and it's like the one job interview I did get, it paid half of what I'm making now, which I I couldn't really afford to, you know, demote myself in that way. But I, I am very grateful for my job currently, but it's just my dreams feel so far away. I just, I'm tired of my dreams eluding me. It just feels mm. really disappointing. Yeah, yeah. What are, and, and your dreams being going to Europe for three to six months. Yeah, I just feel like I have a, it sounds so woo woo, but when I was there, I felt like I need to come back here. Like there's more work to be done here. Like I belong here. My soul and my heart just felt so connected. And ever since I've been so drawn and I, I trust that that's for a reason. It's interesting because I trust that that has a, a higher purpose that I can't see yet, but I just don't know the X, Y, and Z logistically of, cause you know, I don't have just a hundred thousand dollars lying around. Oh yeah. Let me just quit my job and travel. Like that would be nice. But 
I, I have that would to, be nice. Yes, to support myself. You know, I have to be somewhat realistic. So it's just disheartening. Mm. Yes. It it's it can be disheartening for sure. Um and I think it's okay for you to hold that, you know, that pain. Um and that probably explains some of the need to just kind of veg out a little and be lazy because, you know, it's um and that's okay, right? Like I'm not like but when, when you know disappointment or grief, sometimes we, you know, we need to just, you know, I think sometimes if, uh, like, if you think of an animal that gets hurt or something happens, you know, sometimes the thing that they need, they they go find a safe place and they lay down for a while until they're healthy, and then they get back up. Then they, like, so. There's nothing wrong with that. I think what's good, what would be helpful for you is to name it. Like, you're not just watching TV. You're just giving yourself time to shut down for a little bit. Because you're feeling defeated. You're feeling, you know, um, you know, you're feeling like you're, you're, pushing one way and it's not the right way and, and sometimes the best thing we can do is say I'm going to stop pushing I'm going to stop like I, I'm going to just sit here and collect myself so you know the, the, the important part is to name why you're doing what you're doing and to not get stuck in the judgment of, of, of it because I think there's real value in saying you know what I'm going to I'm going to put pause on the doing because I've been actually doing too much and it's coming not from maybe a place of alignment with my soul it's coming from a frantic I have to do this and it has to get done now dog paddling energy yeah (laughs) yeah Yeah. and that was the perfect word defeated like that 110% I just feel I, I need to get a tissue. I'm crying already. <laughs> um, a lot of grief, honestly. I feel really sad. It's not a fancy term, but <laughs> I um I just yeah defeated completely, and I made a game plan for myself that. I'm gonna go, even if it's just for a few weeks. I'm I'm leaving Je- uh, December twenty seventh to go, and um, I'm gonna ask my job to give me that vacation time. I don't know if they're gonna say yes or not. Um, I assume that they will, but I can't a hundred percent bet on that. But um, I don't know. I feel a lot of grief, even romantically, like. Sounds so fucking stupid. Excuse my language. But um, the guy from, from Italy essentially ghosted me. I don't know if you remember. It's a guy that- I remember. I remember you were supposed to go see him. And then he, he had some body on social media that you were not sure who she was. And then you decided yeah. not to go. And then 
had you still continued talking to him? Yes. <laughs> I, uh, I'm not going to put myself down. Um, but yeah, I did. I 110% should have blocked him, but I left the door open because I felt in the wrong because it wasn't his girlfriend. Like, I know for a fact that it wasn't. But nonetheless, the way that he treated me and responded to me was just a huge red flag, you know, just so disrespectful, just so verbally abusive that, you know, I I should have closed that door, but I didn't. I left it open. And now the issue is that, so I I planned a four-week itinerary from December 27th to the end of January. So I was going to go to Italy for a week, France, Portugal, and Spain. So I was planning on landing in Rome so that I could visit him. So this is my grand idea that's now gone to shit. So I buy a ticket for $500, non-refundable, non... It was... Essentially, when I canceled my original flight, I got a credit, like an airline credit. So the airline credit, I, I used it to purchase this one, one-way one ticket to Rome. And I, I told him, I'm like, I'm coming to Rome. I'm going to visit you or whatever. So I'm landing in Rome. Now he's ghosted me. <laughs> I'm like, what the fuck am I going to do there now? Um, so I just feel really stupid because I feel like... It's just a waste. I I could have landed in like Barcelona or something, you know, like I could have spent that week somewhere else that I really wanted to go. But um, yeah, I just feel I I, he didn't ghost me, ghost me, but he, he hasn't talked to me in a few weeks. And it's just I'm feeling just again, rejected, like the abandonment wound is being pressed on so hard. I'm just like, why am I? literally crossing continents for someone that can't even answer my text messages. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Does that make sense? I don't, I don't well, do you, have, do you have an answer for that question? Yes, I do. Because I've thought about it for a long time. <laughs> <laughs> I've had a lot of alone time to think about these things. And it's just like... I don't know what the right thing to do is in this situation. Like, of course I could cancel the flight, but then I would lose the money. And I'm just like, I don't know what's worth more, my self-worth or the money. <laughs> Obvious answer there. But um, I did that because it's like, it just speaks to, he's obviously the messenger of what I need to heal within myself which is everything that we've talked about for the last five years or four years. I just, um, I don't know how to stop being attracted to people that are clearly not available and don't want to commit or are just like, why do I, ch- I know why, but like I chase after people that don't want me because it's this power dynamic. And I just, I don't know how to stop being attracted to that. That's the issue. Yeah. Well, you you chase after people that don't want you because I think if you could get them to want you, then you can then you can finally feel worthy. Yeah. Somebody that wants you, well, that's not going to make you feel good about yourself. Of course, they're going to like you. They already like you. Yeah. 
somebody that doesn't like, that doesn't show you that attention, and then you can get them to, well, then clearly there must be something in you that is worthy, and you can scratch that itch for a moment Mm -hmm. until it goes away again. Yeah, which it always goes away. I hope that's not too direct. Yes, Uh, (laughs) it always, yes, 100%. Yeah, you know. So, yeah, until... And again, this is the part where it's not to demonize relationships or wanting to be with someone. But as long as you are chasing after someone, not for them, but for you, right? Like you're, you're not, you're not chasing after him because of who he is. You're chasing after him because of something in you that need, like he just becomes the, the, um, the the messenger or the ability to kind of address that wound. And like, you can like scratch that itch for a second. So, so you can see that that's not now coming from a place of this person. Um, I, I'm looking to connect with this person because of who they are. It's uh, I'm looking. Uh, I'll say this. I'm just. You're really just kind of using him. <laughs> yes, for validation. I just need you for validation. I know. Whatever that might be tell me you like me, you know, physical, whatever it is. And, and like, so you, you can see that, that that's, that's only going to enhance the wound. It's yeah. only gonna, you know, make it worse. Yeah. But the thing was, I thought I really did like him. Like when we were together, it just was like, it was just, um, like so freaking awesome I don't know and then but it's true it what you say is true I just how I don't know how to stop that yeah and and here's here's the unfortunate part of that Lauren is not is to say you might have really liked him I I, I you know I can't answer that and, and you would you know um Although it didn't, this came while you were still with Nick, right? Okay, I'm just, I'm trying to remember that. Um, so it didn't start on... Authentic terms, no. Authentic terms, right? Which is, again, okay. Um, but the, I think the bigger message for you is to, to say there might be elements of that you did like this person and then how can you stop getting in the way of that hmm. right like then mean? maybe meaning you might really like the person i think there were elements uh of other relationships that you've been in that you've liked the person and then your wound starts to kind of take over a little bit maybe so it's not so much of just saying i thought i really liked him because you might really have liked him and it it's to say how do i be attentive to where my actions are coming from 
how do I keep mindful of my behaviors so that um, I don't allow my past trauma to keep getting in the way of potentially healthy relationships? So what I mean by that, for like to make it tangible, is you kind of expressed your response to whoever this person was that he was with on social media, right? Like, and I don't know all the, the details with it, but like, perhaps you could have handled that differently. I don't know, you know, like, but you can kind of look and like, all right, could I have handled things differently? so that if I did actually like this person, I am nurturing a healthy relationship instead of pouring my wound into it. Yes. Which I realized, though, Michael, there is absolutely no way in hell I could ever have a healthy relationship with this person. He is very traumatized himself, like very emotionally unavailable, talks... Talks about how much he hates women. He says all women are whores. I don't trust anyone. <laughs> I hate women. Just like all these things that clearly like if I didn't like the kid, I would be like, okay, to a friend that was talking to someone like that, avoid, like caution, red flag, turn around. But it's since you're emotionally invested in it, it's like, oh, it's just think of excuses like oh he just needs to be loved properly so that he like just no it's, it's not my job yes, yes. but it's yeah. the I want to save you kind of thing and to make matters worse Michael which I feel like a lot of judgment for myself in this area I don't regret cheating on Nick whatsoever and that makes me feel like something is psychologically wrong with me that I have not that I don't have any remorse because I I'd rather have not that had happened of course you know but I wouldn't take it back at all like I don't regret it whatsoever I feel like it was the not that it was the right thing to do but it had to happen to get me out of that relationship and now that I'm out of the relationship like I've I am so happy that I'm out of that relationship. But I feel like, I don't know. Mm. Everyone hates people that cheat, and I'm one of those people. Well, and here, and I think, I I, I don't want you to carry judgment around. I think that what what you can, and this gets to what I was saying before, you can look and say, could I have done it differently? Why did I have to? Yeah. Why did I have to do something like that to get me to a place where I can leave yeah. the relationship? How do I? How do I have? So, and this is one of the things that we can kind of look at is how do we act from our kind of attempted our our, our highest self? Mm. So you you have this right um recognition i need to leave the relationship right like so there we go we we have that insight and then you can kind of go into two different directions you can you can go i can respond to that from trauma and from an unhealthy place and go down that path 
or I can respond to it and water the seeds of growth and, and yeah. health and, and my higher self. So that then becomes the practice for you of kind of looking and saying, all right, here's, here is the, at the, at deeper than even my trauma is the insight of, I need to leave this relationship or I need to, I want to do this, whatever it is. Then you work your way up to kind of now, how am I going to act on this? Yeah. Is it going to be uh, chasing after something from trauma or is it going to be kind of um, uh, looking to receive something from my healing? I see. Yeah. And that's where the gap lies is that I had that seed of I should leave this relationship. It's not serving me almost a year before I actually left the relationship. Same thing with my ex, John. Mm -hmm. That was like two years that that seed was planted. Same thing with my ex, Jack. Months and months. So it's like I, I dismiss the seed and I put stuff over it, but it wants to keep coming out. So it grows bigger and bigger metaphorically. So I'm, I'm just scared to enter into anything with anyone because I I feel like I'll just be stuck in that dynamic again because clearly there's something coming up that needs to be addressed currently so yeah yeah and and, you know I think the the practice for you is is meeting your intuition with healthy behavior Hmm. it's marrying those two uh, all right, I have this intuition. Now, how do I, how do I meet that with healthy behavior, as opposed to having the intuition and then uh, kind of putting toxic soil on it, <laughs> and then having and then having that manifest in behaviors that you wish didn't. Not proud of. <laughs> you're not proud of. So that's yeah. a good way of saying it, right? Yeah. Like so. That it, it's marrying those two, um, and I think just to kind of circle to what you're you were talking about, whether it's with the work, um, looking for a job, or traveling, it's it's looking deeply and saying, "Am I? Do I have the insight as to what I want?" And then. Do I spend the time to look deeply at what is the healthy way of manifesting that seed? Hmm. So that then becomes, then you see clearly it's not, it's not booking a trip to go meet up with this guy. That's not how I manifest that healthy seed. That just becomes toxic soil that I'm, I'm putting on it. Yeah. Yeah, because now I'm wishing that I I didn't do that because I feel like I don't even want to see him anymore, honestly. Like, I'm so turned off by what has transpired over the few weeks that, like, I really don't want to see you. But now I'm going to be in Rome. I know myself when I get there, I'm going to be like, oh, fuck, I want to see him. 
and it's just gonna be some four day sex craze and then i'm gonna like him again and then i'm gonna sail off into the sunsets of greece and be wanting to be with him like i just i don't yeah. i want to avoid that from happening you know well and that becomes then and i i know um you know it's it's easier to talk about this now and, and it's important to understand when you're in rome and you're at your hotel, it's going to be, that's when, you know, it's really going to matter, but it becomes the, well, this is where, this is again, the marrying of the, the insight and the healthy behavior. I don't want that to happen. So now what does it look like for me to make sure that that doesn't happen? It's very similar Lauren, to somebody that is an addict, right? Like, and they're like, all right, I don't want to use but I have to go to this wedding, right? Yeah. It's my brother's wedding. Yeah. Like, so what am I going to do? I I, I, mm. I, I don't want to miss the wedding, but I also know that it's a really high risk yeah. place. Yeah. All right. So this is what I'm going to do. I'm going to have my own car. I'm going to call my sponsor, you know, at these set times throughout the, you know, yeah. the wedding and, and, you know, um, so you, you look deeply and say, all right, how do I prepare myself to make the healthy choices that I want to make to live in accordance? You know, when we talk about trusting the universe, when we talk about relying on God, when we talk about living a certain way, it's, it requires us shifting into what we believe is alignment with that, with it, which means a change in behavior. It's, it's not, well, I'm just going to go to Rome and see what happens. And then we end up calling the person and, and, you know, spending time with them. And then we, Oh, you know, the universe failed me again. (laughs) The universe was waiting for you to make healthier choices. You know, you just didn't. Yeah. True. So that, that's where, right, like, it, not to get too biblical, but when they say faith without works is dead, mm. right? Like, that's a, a scripture from Christian texts of faith without works is dead. Like, it's one thing to have the faith, then you have to put that in with healthy behavior and expressions of that faith so that you have the outcomes, it's not just, oh, I have faith that it's going to work out. And then you find yourself in Rome and spending the week with this person. Yeah, it's going to be really hard. As it should be. Yeah. You know, as it should be. Because if you're trying to change deep-seated beliefs about yourself desires, um, behaviors, it's not going to come easy. Yeah, apparently. And to then be able to, to leave Rome having gotten through it, having not called him, having taken that time to just do things for yourself and not give in to that. Think about how empowered you're going to feel. That's true. 
like that you also have to kind of see the reasons why you're doing it right what's on the other side of it i know yeah i need to it it's funny because when this first happened i i was working with a coach and she was like Lauren, we know how this ends, don't we? She's like, please block him and keep him blocked. And I was like, yeah, sure. And then I unblocked him and I was like, fuck. So I know, you know, I know how this ultimately ends if I go down that path that I normally will go down. For sure. For sure. And it's, yeah. it's not a good ending. <laughs> it's not a good ending. No, that's, and, and, and that's, what happens and now you have the insight so but but some but people that don't have the insight they they then turn around and say well how come this you know the i'm destined to you know fail or or this keeps happening and, and they blame it on mm-hmm. and you have it you had a tint of that in the beginning of the conversation we can it's okay <laughs> of like well the universe and i'm destined to to not be happy no, you just keep doing the same things that keep making you unhappy. Yeah, it's you know, God and the universe. Luckily, they're they're very loving states of beings that they accept us, but we we dump a lot on them as if it's it's their fault. And um, and that it's really we just repeat behaviors yes. and have the same outcomes and then we call it fate oh, and it's like oh I, I i'm destined to you know be alone no you're just continuing to make the same mistakes over and over again it's okay that's how we learn but let's we just have to see it clearly yeah you have to see what's happening that's true yeah, you're right. Yeah. All right. I'll think about that. <laughs> um, so just the practice of, of marrying your insight with healthy behavior. Yeah. That's the work. Yeah. You, you have very good insight and intuition. Do you, you make that face? Do you agree? <laughs> Insight, yes. Intuition's a little harder for me just because I've disconnected from it for so long that I've kind of detached that ability to trust in myself. Okay. Um, uh, yeah, I, 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 I think that you have it, although very rarely have you described a situation and said... I really feel this is going to be healthy. And, and then it's like, you are very clear of like, this is like, it's, it's not a good situation or it didn't feel like yeah. you're very, and then sometimes you, you do like, this is going to be good. And it is good, right? Like you seem to know um, at some level, what path you're going down. The work for you is to recognize that and then know that, all right, how do I, how do I make sure I respond to this in a healthy way? Yeah. 
Well, thank you for saying that. <laughs> because sometimes I feel like my intuition has been completely erased and I try to connect with it and align with it more. So the fact that you said that, I agree. That makes me yeah. feel better. It's, it's not an intuition piece for you. It's a confidence to follow that in a health, down a healthy path. Mm. Yeah. Okay. yeah. All right. Cool. I'll try to do that. <laughs> okay. Um, keep letting yourself rest and veg out and be lazy if you need to, knowing that you're going to, the work will be there when you're ready. <laughs> 